Welcome back to the podcast all about sleep and health. I'm your sleep savant, Carson Poovey, and in this episode, I will go over how school start times affect students' sleep and health. Specifically, I'll be looking to answer the questions of do later school start times offer students better sleep? And what are the health implications that go hand in hand with such changes? To answer these questions, I'll turn to the enormous quantity of research done on the topic. In the past 10 years, as proposals have been made to delay start times in high schools, numerous studies have been conducted to determine whether or not it would be a productive schedule change. There's a reason we're asking such questions too, because a 2015 study headed by neuroscientist Orpho Buxton found that up to 90% of children don't get enough sleep for their age group, which is to say about eight hours a night for teenagers. Clearly, the issue of underslept teens is pervasive, but research looking at school start times offers insight into a possible solution. However, before going into further depth on studies like this, I'd like to address what most people say when suggestions about school start times come up. The most common response goes something like this. If start times are pushed back, students will just go to bed later, and despite being able to wake up later, will get the same amount of sleep they did before the change. It's a logical outlook given the habits of high school students, but this argument has one fundamental flaw. Teenagers, and high school students in particular, have circadian rhythms that are wildly different than what we see in adults. To understand this discrepancy, let's go over what our circadian rhythm is. Essentially, our circadian rhythm is our internal clock. It's driven by light and tells our bodies when to be wakeful and when to be tired. The schedule that our circadian rhythm dictates, in large part, decides when we want to sleep and when we want to be awake. What's important to understand is that after puberty, teenagers' circadian rhythms move back significantly. High school students reach peak tiredness at about 11 p.m., one or even two hours later than their middle-aged parents. Herein lies the issue with the aforementioned argument that says students will get the same amount of sleep when start times are delayed. Adolescents aren't meant to fall asleep until later in the first place, so going to bed later and waking up later is more natural and offers better sleep to the student than trying to go to bed early when they're not tired and having to wake up early when they want nothing more than to still be asleep. Indeed, melatonin, which signals darkness to our bodies, is released later in the evening for teens. Another anecdote to point out is that REM sleep occurs abundantly in the early morning hours. REM sleep is crucial for processing and storing information from short-term memories. So schools actually inhibit their students' learning abilities by interrupting their morning sleep. If nothing else, schools could look at delayed start times as a means of enhancing how their students process lessons from the previous day. Moving on from the innate sleep tendencies of teenagers, it's time to look at the question, do later start times even offer students more sleep? Because after all, this would be the primary goal of such an institutional change, to get students more sleep. 
Luckily, there have been numerous clinical studies that sought to answer this exact question. One such inquiry, led by researchers Carl E. Mings and Nancy S. Redeker in 2016, analyzed sleep data from students at schools that chose to delay their daily start times. They compiled statistics for average sleep duration before and after the changes were made to reveal whether or not students got more sleep with later start times. For all the schools they analyzed, some of which had very moderate delays, students got more sleep on average than they did with the previous schedule. In fact, the later start times resulted in 25 to 77 minutes of extra sleep for the students. This jump in sleep duration is a tremendous aid for widely underslept students. Among other things, it gives them more REM sleep in the morning that helps process and store vital short-term memories, as I mentioned earlier. The data from this study is clear. Later start times lead to more sleep, and significantly more sleep at that. It's important to understand the health implications later school start times could have for students. It's clear to me that they do result in more sleep across the board, but what does that extra sleep do for the body? As it turns out, several studies have drawn definitive lines between sleep and adolescent mental health. Insufficient sleep dramatically increases teens' risk for developing feelings of depression, anxiety, general unhappiness, and even increases their risk for suicide. On the other side of this deeply concerning coin, a 2017 study conducted by University of Minnesota researchers Kyla Wallstrom, Aaron Berger, and Rachel Wadome found that every additional hour of sleep is paired with a 28% decrease in the likelihood for symptoms of depression in teens. In short, more sleep equals less risk for depression. Without a doubt, sleep is a vital tool in preventing the onset of psychological disorders, particularly in teens. Discussing these statistics, I'd like to emphasize that delaying school start times isn't just about getting students more sleep so they'll be more attentive in class. It's about offering millions of young adults a solution for the epidemic of mental health struggles they face. One in three high school students reports dealing with mental health challenges on a regular basis, which represents a 40% increase in such rates when compared to 10 years ago. As startling and immediate as these statistics are, high school students aren't the only ones who suffer from institution-driven sleep shortages. From a young age, it's ingrained in us that early risers are the energetic movers and shakers of the world, while those who wake up late are, quite frankly, flat out lazy. Maybe you agree with this sentiment, and I must admit that I did for a long time, but it couldn't be farther from the truth. The idea that when you wake up in the morning is indicative of your ambition or general work ethic is completely unfair to those who prefer to wake up later. Let me explain why. Earlier, I talked about circadian rhythms and how teenagers' internal clocks are oriented later than adults. What I didn't mention is that even in adults, personal circadian rhythms are highly variable. Genetically, some people are neurologically programmed to fall asleep early 
and rise at the crack of dawn. However, there are others more predisposed to fall asleep late and not wake up until later in the morning. You may be wondering, humans are all quite similar, why don't we all have the same circadian rhythm? The answer lies with our distant ancestors who lived in relatively small nomadic tribes. Sleep is by far the most vulnerable time for humans in the wilderness and presents wild animals, for example, a ripe opportunity to attack our unsuspecting bodies. You can imagine the risk this would pose to a small group of hunter-gatherers. Luckily, evolution had a solution. Some of the human population developed tendencies toward going to sleep early, while others didn't get tired until later. This allowed our ancestors' small tribes to limit the amount of time during the night when everyone was asleep, minimizing the threat of an undefended attack. Keeping this evolutionary adaptation in mind, let's look at school and work. These major institutions that dictate a large part of our lives favor early start times. In doing so, they reinforce biases against late risers and their work ethic. Those who wake up late are no different than those who wake up early in productivity once they're well rested, but the time crunch of a nine to five job negatively affects late risers. In looking to optimize employee or student performance, adjusting work schedules to fit a broader spectrum of sleepers would be notably beneficial. Additionally, doing so could eliminate some of the biases we as a society hold against late risers by allowing them to be their most productive selves. Now, getting back to schools and their start times, we know that later morning bells lead to more student sleep, and more sleep has a direct correlation with good, balanced mental health. To add a specific time to this discussion, the American Academy of Sleep Medicine and the American Academy of Pediatrics recommend that high schools start no earlier than 8.30 a.m. Yet, incredibly few schools across the country have adopted delays to their start times. In fact, just 17% of high schools start at 8.30 or later, the benchmark I've just mentioned. With such reluctance to instigate schedule changes, many beg the question, what can be done at home to compensate for schools' lack of sleep awareness? In 2015, a team of neuroscientists and sleep practitioners, led by Orpho Buxton, look to identify what household habits benefit sleep in teens and what habits detract from it. After compiling their data, the researchers concluded that caffeine consumption and teens keeping their phones in their room were the two biggest factors that reduced sleep quality. These findings are helpful when we look at ways to improve adolescent sleep, stay away from caffeine as much as possible, and leave phones out of the bedroom. These are simple things to implement in day-to-day -day life, and I'd like to highlight that most of the steps you can take to improve sleep are completely painless and quite manageable. In episode three, I'll go over the most important things you can do to immediately start sleeping better. For now, thank you for listening to this episode on how school start times affect students' sleep. As I've just gone over, 
it's a viable and effective way to improve mental health in teens. This is your Sleep Savant, Carson Poovey, signing off. Thank you.